0: Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to
1: ask. And this week's topic is loss. It's so dark. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was either that or we just, our other idea was just talk about Stormy for <laughs> an entire 45 minutes.
0: Stormy! Stormy! <laughs>
1: Gay icon Stormy! Stormy! <laughs> Honestly, honestly, maybe one of the youngest gay icons of all time. Literally, what if we made just a podcast episode that we went to Stormy World, <laughs> and we just <laughs> live, we just live recorded at Stormy World?
0: Isn't it like sad when you think about how that child is more iconic than you'll ever be? Speaking for you, not for me.
1: Oh well, I was like you specifically. Absolutely, <laughs> I think most children are more iconic than you will ever be. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's a hard feat. <laughs> Oh, oh it's a God. loss. <clears throat>
0: Before we get into that darkness uh-huh. that you just brought up, wherever you're listening, make sure to follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, and also follow us on the platform you're listening, whether that's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever Android people listen. It really helps us out. Also, if there's an option to give us a rating, i.e. five stars and five stars only, we would really, really, really appreciate it. It takes... Five seconds? Ten seconds? Yeah, it's like
1: one second per star. And And if you only have four (laughs) seconds, don't fucking bother.
0: (laughs) And it really, really helps us out. So if you're enjoying this podcast, please do that. And also share with all your friends and family. But yes, speaking of friends and family...
1: (laughs) They could all be
0: lost. Oh my god. When you said this topic, I was like oh my gosh. And then you were like, do you want me to explain it? And I was like,
1: nah, let's just roll with it. Well, okay, so I think that there's like a few layers of obviously loss. Uh-huh. And I obvi- the obvious one, how many times am I going to say obvious? Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the obvious one is somebody dying. But that's not yeah. really what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, It all started, there's a few different layers that we, we'll touch on. But the first one mm-hmm. that I think is like a like probably the biggest thing of loss for like the gay community yeah we can find out if it's also for the lesbian community queer women um is like the loss of innocence. Oh okay, yeah. And I saw a tweet the other day, and it was talking about how fuck, like, what is with us and tw- like tweets recently?
0: I know. We're like, uh, mm. we keep that 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 We have Twitter, <laughs> and we never actually have the direct quote. No. Of or any relevance of where someone can find it. It's just our chopped up, like, not funny, shitty version of the tweet we once saw.
1: And we don't like use our Twitter that often, so it's not like we're actually we retweeting can like retweet that. <laughs> We're the worst. So I saw a tweet that is it it does exist on the Twitters. Um, Could you find it yourself? Maybe could I help you find it? No. I feel like it's our way of giving a footnote,
0: like you know when you're writing an essay and you're like, please refer to this scientific like study. We're
1: like, please refer to Twitter.com. Exactly. We saw it on Twitter, so it must be valid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And this tweet was just talking about how um, when you're a young queer person, especially a gay male, you don't necessarily have the opportunity to have the typical romances that people see. Right. And that a lot of gay men as youths go to apps like Grinder and mm-hmm. Tinder and stuff. Um to try to find a romantic connection. But it's basically all sexual so right. you lose your innocence so quickly because you are like kind of caught up in this cycle of like thinking you need to be sexual to get romantic validation. Yeah. You know? I hear that. Totally. So, is is there any similarities between this and queer women? Cuz I think it's like grindr is obviously like Yeah. You know, nasty HQ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I I think so definitely. Um the first thing that comes to my mind is there's this new dynamic right now of TikTok lesbians. Oh. And it's Something
1: we would be willing to lose. (laughs) That's how you're tying this in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's this thing that, like, the whole internet is reacting to because it's so cringe because it's all these, like below-18-year-old lesbians, were... like, adolescents.
1: But... It's all these below-average-looking...
0: <laughs> like oh, so that's, why, that's why it's so cringe. so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all these, like, you know, 15-, 16-year-old lesbians that um, are doing, in a lot of people's opinion, really cringe videos where they're doing, like, the lip bites and the, like thing, Like, the classic, like, where you put two fingers up, but, like, a peace sign in front of your mouth, and you, like, stick your tongue through yeah, it. Yeah, like
1: you're eating the puss. Yeah. yeah. And
0: they're doing, like, if they're doing a video with, like, their girlfriend or a friend that they're just doing a TikTok with, they'll, like, do the, like, choking thing, where it's, like, they're, like, grinding on them, and then they, like, go to kiss them, but then they, like, choke them. It's, like, a very sexualized, like... Bunch of videos
1: of like children, but it's they're
0: also like 16, so it's like really creepy. Because here's the thing I'm not saying it's creepy in the sense like I'm not trying to put them down because I hate to be that person that's like, you can't like experience sexuality, like, you can't feel. Sexy, or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: But also, like. I can't feel sexy. i <laughs> yeah, a we'll bigger, bigger chew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think. I think. I, I just sound so old. I'm aging myself. But. I think we all remember being 15 or 16 and, like, trying to come to terms with our sexuality as queer people that are potentially a little bit older, like myself, I'm 28, and the things that you... You know, at 16, I did feel, like, a sexy individual a lot of the times, and I did feel, like, empowered in my sexuality, but I didn't have platforms where I would, like, have posted it. Yeah. So Thank God. You know, like, honestly, (laughs) thank God. So I'm not knocking them, but it's also, like, they're really, really young, and they're posting, like, hyper-sexualized stuff, and um I think where that comes from when it comes to like gay women gay men um anyone under the LGBTQ plus spectrum is that unfortunately like when it comes to people that are heterosexual it's just kind of understood that that's how people have sex like that's the understood status quo. Yeah, right. Not. It's yeah. And then um so they get to like just that's already understood for them. Yeah. And then they get to just like be themselves when it comes to, like you said, romance or, you know, figuring out where their personality lies within their life and other individuals. But When you're saying that you're a different sexuality is implied that that means you want to have sex with someone who's different than what society would expect you to eventually have sex with. Right. So that's why, like... In a psychology class I took, they were talking about why a lot of parents um, have difficulty with young people coming out, and like a lot of homophobia lies in the fact that when they are hearing someone coming out, they're thinking of them having sex yeah. with that same sex, yeah, opposed to thinking of them being in a loving relationship with that same sex. The first thing that pops into mind is sex. Yeah. Um, So, unfortunately, I think a lot of people that are, you know, LGBTQ plus youth, when trying to find themselves and their sexuality they feel like it has to be that, like, their sexuality, and they have to be, like, sexy about it, and I think a lot of times, also, when you're getting bullied for it, like, we've talked about reclaiming things before, sometimes you go the other way, because... Yeah, it's
1: the pushback.
0: It's the pushback, because it's like, well, fuck you for making fun of me that I like girls, I'm gonna make a video of me, like, talking about how I like eating pussy, Yeah. but the problem is, is, like, I'm 16, and that's going on the whole internet. Yeah.
1: You're like, fuck you for making fun of, no, no, I'm going to fuck you for making fun of me. Let's do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And all these like girls are, you know, talking about whether like they're tops or bottoms and whatever. And I definitely did see that when I was younger on the Tumblr space. Yeah. Like looking back, like I'm sure like frighteningly enough, I wouldn't like to. But if you look back through my like archives on Tumblr, like I'm sure you'd find some stuff that I'm like now, oh my God, did I say that? Like that's so embarrassing to say. Yeah. But because Tumblr, Blur was such a, like, micro-niche platform for whatever niches there were, in my case, for queer women. The whole draw to it for queer women was that people weren't going to find your profile. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you didn't want people in your high school to find it, or you didn't want your parents to find it, or whatever it was. So, that stuff is, like in a lot of ways, still, like, very secret and separate from the rest of the world, whereas now it's great because LGBTQ plus youth are feeling more empowered in being themselves, so they don't have to feel like they have to hide on these, like, micro communities hidden on the internet. Yeah. But then they're posting this stuff where they're trying to, like, come to terms with their sexuality and, like, trying to be proud of it on, like, these crazy mega huge platforms like uh, Twitch. I'd say them all, Tumblr, Twitter, whatever, (laughs) TikTok, that has like 60 billion fucking downloads a fucking second or some crazy ass shit.
1: That's a real number. (laughs) I saw it on Twitter. (laughs) Won't link it, but it's there.
0: (laughs) And unfortunately, I think, once again, I sound like the fucking mom, but they don't realize like how far that's actually going. And I think about being someone who's older and a lot of that stuff could come back to bite me in the ass like bite your lap Yeah like if I was like honestly <laughs> like if you're like 16 and you're doing videos that you're with another girl and you're like giving her a lap dance and like choking her and like biting your lip and making out with her unfortunately there's a lot of really a sick individuals in the world that are going to use that for different sort of things yeah. and It's super easy for them to screen record it and put it on whatever websites. Nothing ever leaves the internet. It doesn't. And be, um...
1: Sometimes I wish your YouTube channel might, but... (laughs) (laughs)
0: And V, yeah, it's going to be there for a long time. So, yeah. like, it'll be interesting to see how this generation does with when it comes to, like, finding jobs and everything oh, else. Oh, totally. Well,
1: because now we're having a fucking conversation about loss of innocence, and I'm 27 and you're, like, 35. So it's, like, <laughs> you know, it took us quite a few years to understand <laughs> what uh, our actions... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what consequences our actions had.
0: But, like, speaking to that, also, like, when you're 16... And you're dating, like, you know, I was 16, and I had a a significant other, yeah. and they were 16, and, like, you're allowed to make out with each other. You're allowed to feel sexy together and everything else, right? But, unfortunately, now it's kind of being broadcast to the world, and I think there's, like, a really interesting thing happening between the blurred lines of being proud and showing off your sexuality. Yeah. And, like maybe doing something that maybe you would regret putting out later on. Totally, yeah. And that's kind of what everyone's reacting to right now, because it's also really cringy, because all these people are underage. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's it's a sticky issue. But I also, like you were speaking to before, I understand, because when you're looking for community and you're younger, like for you, speaking to gay men, maybe going to, going to Grindr or finding a similar app where, yeah. you know, there's dick pics fucking flying everywhere... Or a queer woman youth going to TikTok, and she sees all these, quote-unquote, TikTok lesbians that have, like, crazy amounts of followers, oh, yeah. might I say. Like, they have, like, half a million she says. TikTok <laughs> followers, and they're, like, 16, and they're posting this really hypersexual stuff. It could be easy, just like how when I was on Tumblr and younger, I felt like I had to wear a snapback and joggers every day, yeah. and <laughs> and hold a skateboard whether I rode it or not in order to be considered a lesbian. Oh, it would God. be easy to Do you be know
1: Commonwealth Day tomorrow. <laughs> I <laughs> A little learn <laughs> like, on John's what is that? Macbook.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, you're interrupting us recording on GarageBand, It's please. been like
1: two years, and that is the first time I've ever got a calendar <laughs> notification while we're recording. And we record, like, every Sunday. So. <laughs> and it's Commonwealth Yeah, like, Very important.
0: But yeah, I can see how, like, for me those things that when I went and tried to find that online community, I now can look back and see certain things that I felt like I had to be a certain way to fit in. Yeah. Now I'm seeing the potential with a lot of LGBTQ plus youth, queer women specifically seeing all this crazy stuff about these famous TikTok lesbians that are 16 and thinking, Oh, in order to be a lesbian, be hot, be popular, whatever choked
1: on the talk. yeah, Yeah. I need
0: to like do this stuff. And I, I I just think if you're out there listening and you're younger You don't have to. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to shame anyone also, but just, like, also think about the fact that, A, you never take anything off the internet, and B, just be yourself, because if that's something that you wouldn't be comfortable with everyone seeing in the world, I, you're, like, I always have a barrier for myself when I'm posting anything on YouTube, or, like, even this podcast, that I'm like, okay, what's my worst case scenario? My grandma hears it. Yeah. If my grandma were to hear it, would it horrify me? Like, would it, like, ruin my life? She was the probably, the
1: four-star review.
0: Honestly, she probably was. Yeah, yeah.
1: We've got to the bottom of We've it figured it out but
0: yeah that's my boundary so my advice to anyone listening is just pick your boundary and then try and stick within that i
1: also think with things like tiktok it has a similar um uh we go through something similarly with creating content on a podcast yeah or even instagram that you um even if you get a ton of likes and you have a ton of followers it's it's hard to understand and rationalize Mm -hmm. what that number means and how many people that actually is. Like, sometimes it feels like there's nobody listening and we have numbers that tell us that they are, but we still forget it. So if you're posting this TikTok and you just think it's going to your close group of other TikTok lesbians and it's not, (laughs) it's hard to, like, understand that. It's kind of like my friends, when people would talk about their body count, Yeah. Um, They would be like, oh, I fucked like 30 people or something. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't seem like that much. And my uh, breakdown of it would always be like, okay, if you're in a Starbucks and there's there's seven people in that Starbucks, does it feel busy? (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, now take your number and put it into the Starbucks. Like, is there a line around the block? Like, can you get in the door? Like, are you waiting for the washroom? Let me tell you,
0: there's a line around the block
1: (laughs) on me. The drive-thru is full and everybody's carpooling. we need a bigger Starbucks. (laughs) Absolutely. We need, like, one of those reserve stores. (laughs) Like, three layers. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're still like, um, do you have guest list to get into Breeze? (laughs) But, but yeah, so it's it's hard to like rationalize what those numbers mean, mm-hmm. and I think that that, especially as somebody young, you're not really thinking about how far this is reaching. Totally. But yeah, I think the biggest one for like gay men is grinder, mm-hmm. and I know that I've seen once again and good old tw- some tweets mm-hmm. of people being like, I remember when I um, updated my age to 18 on Grindr and I was actually 18 for the first time oh God, so it's yeah. like people s- like say that they're older uh-huh. so that they can use because I think you have to be 18 yeah. to use those apps um, so people would just lie about their age right. to hook up with people probably not even telling these people that they're underage right. because that's what they feel like they have to do, mm-hmm. and that's how they feel like they will have a connection to somebody when they don't have a community because they don't mm-hmm. probably have gay totally. friends being young. Yeah. So I think a lot of people in the queer community mm-hmm. lose their innocence really quickly and yeah. quite young because you also think that you have to be this like adult when it's like yep. you're still like you're yeah. I understand that sixteen like you can learn to drive mm-hmm. and stuff, but like sixteen is so young as well so that young. it's like we don't need to be jumping into these. Yeah. I was gonna say jumping into these holes, but I guess that...
0: that is yeah.
1: That that's that one works, way to yeah, put we'll it. stick with yeah.
0: It, yeah. Well yeah, I think the thing the thing I'm hopeful for is that
1: You'll get TikTok famous <laughs> for getting choked. Is that you'll follow me on
0: TikTok and it's Brienne
1: Williamson. And see Julia choking me
0: <laughs> just me choking Julia from all different angles.
1: Still crossing my fingers and
0: open for everyone to roll in. Um no I'm hopeful for on the flip side of things, I was speaking earlier, to how it's maybe creating, like, some issues online with people being more accepting, because now people are posting things on, like, regular platforms. Uh-huh. But now, with... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to speak right now. I'm literally trying to stick with my train of thought. And Sean just reached his hand into his glass of water, pulled the ice cube out, reached into his laundry bin for a dirty, what I can only assume is a cum rag. It's
1: it's a gym towel. And...
0: Put said ice cube in that. Why did you hate that ice cube that much that you wanted it to? Because exit?
1: somebody recently made a comment that we have started drinking drinks with ice in the day <laughs> again. So <'Cause> I commented <laughs> that because I think we've taken like a break from the ice, but yeah. it's back. back. We're back. In <laughs> so it. when you were talking, I could hear my ice clinking in my headphones, <laughs> and then I reached it out. But as I was doing that, I was like, is "This is <laughs> weird."
0: I hated that. Yeah.
1: And I was like, I know as soon as she looks over, it's going to be really weird. I was trying
0: so hard to commit to my... Th- because believe me, for those of you listening, there are things that go on behind the scenes all the time. All the time. That we just talk through. So yeah. the other person will be like, I don't know. A
1: lot right? of not scratching by both <laughs> of us.
0: Checking their phone, doing whatever. But there's certain things that you just cannot You're just holding ignore. like a
1: dripping ice cube. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so I was speaking earlier that because people are more accepting these days, all these LGBTQ plus youth are going on more mainstream apps. Like yep. they're less worried about hiding themselves and their sexualities, which is a great thing. I also think it can be a negative thing when it comes to maybe putting so much out there. I feel like I was a lot safer because the, the communities were kind of where I was like maybe saying stuff that now I'd be embarrassed about. were are more shut off. Yeah but the positive is speaking to your grinder thing um maybe because people are more eager to be open with their sexuality because of the way society's going these days um that lgbtq plus youth will be less inclined to like do things like change their age or look for older people. Right. Because hopefully in their own high school or their own circle, there will be other out individuals. Oh,
1: absolutely. Whereas, I think there is like and also there's even how many times have we talked about representation in mm. the past? But even there are movies like Love Simon right. that is basically about a romance that you didn't have to go on grinder for. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. we're starting to see these things. Hopefully they It take may be up. pulled from Disney Plus. Exactly. But, but we got on it. Hulu, we don't have to go on Grinder, baby. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the second part of Loss that I wanted to talk about. Currently, I am going through something where I am losing a friend.
0: Oh. I
1: am losing a friend. Is it me? It's (laughs) sadly not you, as hard as I try. (laughs) But we'll get into that more (sighs) later on. (laughs) Sorry, I have the coronavirus. Yeah. That's not... Oh, my God. But... I'm going to cut that. Why? Because... Eat this ice cube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that is it problematic now to say you have the coronavirus? Probably. <laughs> I like how we're so careful on this podcast. Oh, we're, like, no. we're, we're not like we're not to even gray. say it anymore. Oh my god.
1: Um. Another. We'll get into the loss of a friendship because it's like the weirdest thing maybe I've ever experienced. Okay. And like when people say that, it's like I guess we'll just talk about it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always say we'll get into it. Yeah, I'm like just give it to yeah.
1: me. Um. It's just, like, a very weird thing. Like, I feel like I'm going through a loss of a friendship of somebody that I have known my entire life. Okay. And it's something that I've never... I've drifted apart with people before. But this is somebody that I considered my best friend my entire Mm -hmm. life. And... It's been, like, a big drift, and it wasn't something that I ever expected. Right. And it's a very weird thing to go through. Yeah. And when people say that it's harder than a breakup, like, I actually feel like it is. Yeah. Because in a breakup, like, for the most part, yes, you can n- drift away. But yeah. for the most part, like, there is a catalyst, something's mm-hmm. going on, you understand. You also like, both have to communicate about it. Totally. But when you lose a friend, it's, like... It's just so weird because it's like, what's different now? Like, what? Yeah. Why are we? You know, how did right. we go like eighteen years of being friends and now? How did we get here? It's like it's not. It's so weird. It's so odd. And yeah. I think the
0: big, big thing that comes to my mind is the fact that. Sorry. <laughs>
1: This closet, honestly, Fuck. the amount of diseases that this closet has. <laughs> oh, my God. All these rags. Yeah, all these fucking cum rags.
0: <laughs> the big thing that comes to my mind is when you go through a breakup, you have to have a conversation. Because in order for the other, other person to know you're broken
1: up. Unless you get ghosted, but that's like, yeah. that's just sucks. <laughs> yeah, that just sucks.
0: But with, like, drifting apart from your friends, you really don't ever really know. Like, when did it start being over? And exactly. when is it over?
1: And am I... was Did I start doing something that made you feel like we shouldn't be friends anymore? Mm-hmm. Or, like, do you just not care to continue this friendship? Like, it's just so weird. Yeah. It's, like, a very odd thing to go to. But anyways, to tie this into being queer, mm-hmm. I think there's another part of loss which is not ever really talked about, and that you, like, when you come out or when you start living your authentic life, you lose people in your life, but not necessarily... Obviously, there's the flip side of, like, they hate you because you're homophobic or they're homophobic Mm -hmm. um they don't agree with your life so obviously you're gonna lose them but there's also those people that you lose like do you have those friends Mm -hmm. that you just aren't friends because you're gay and not in a negative sense yeah but you just live now like two separate lives that Mm -hmm. you don't have that like understanding anymore like i have those i have people that I still can communicate with super easily that are straight. But I also have those people, I'm like, we just don't see eye to eye, and not in a negative way. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I just don't, like, we, if I see you on the street, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? I don't Mm -hmm. hate you or anything. But we just, we just, there was a fork in the road, and I chose gayness. Gayness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I think for me,
1: nice. Yep.
0: For me, it's that I think once I came out and was able to live authentically as myself, there's a lot of, like, choices I've made.
1: Like being gay.
0: Like being gay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, just day-to-day stuff that I would now prefer to do other than the more heteronormative stuff I was doing before. Yeah. So, for me especially, because a lot of my best friends growing up, and still to this day I consider them best friends... Our guys. Right. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I really can't speak.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Hold on.
0: Okay. My vocal cords are not time? doing well. Yeah. For me, the issue became... I was starting to go to more and more, like, queer spaces, specifically queer women's spaces, obviously they're not going to go to. Yeah. Not because they're homophobic, they're very supportive of me, but that's not their space to go to in the first place. Like, I wouldn't even invite them there.
1: Yeah, let alone, like, it's it's kind of the opposite. Like, they probably wouldn't feel comfortable there.
0: No, yeah, and people wouldn't feel comfortable with them there. So, like, all around, it just doesn't work. And I think when you become... When you, I was gonna say, when you become gay, when yeah, you beca- not, <laughs> when you come out as gay, um, you you look for a community, right, yeah. of people that you can relate to, because undeniably, when you're queer, you see the world in a different way. That like people can empathize, and people can not be homophobic, and people can be an ally. But when you live a queer experience, you're gonna see a lot of things in the world in a different light.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think. Um, that's why there's so much value in having a community and having friendships of people that are queer. And a lot of the times when you spend so much of your life holding that down, you're so drawn to being around people that get it. Absolutely. And I will like be the first to say, like a lot of my friends, I definitely don't spend as much time with as I'd like to, if I had all the time in the world, because I'm making choices of that things are that are gayer. That are gayer, yeah. legit. Yeah. Like on the weekend, they'll be like, hey. I'm going to, I don't know, what's a straight bar in Vancouver? The Pint. The Roxy. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, on Saturday. Do you want to come? We're, like, we're all going. And it's like, no, honestly, I don't. because I'm do actually I don't... going to the
1: gay pint. <laughs> yeah,
0: and even if I'm not going to a gay bar that night, I, like, just don't really want to be in a heterosexual bar. Like, yeah. once you're out of that space, you realize how different it is, and when you go back, especially as a queer woman, like... And you're getting like hit on and like touched by guys and like tossed around. Like, I feel bad for heterosexual women. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. God. You Absolutely. don't realize how different this space is until you're out of it. Cause I used to
1: think that shit was normal. Also, when I go to a straight bar and I'm just getting rocked around 24 oh. 7.
0: When you go to the bar and everyone is just like elbowing you to get out all, of the literally. way, like, at, at queer bars, you line up. Oh, yeah. You wait in line. If someone budges, people call them oh out. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. And like, especially the gays. Like,
0: Whereas like you go to a heterosexual bar and everyone's just like elbowing their way to the front like yeah. there's no like it's like, like the water. last one standing
1: gets a drink <laughs> oh my
0: god it's chaos. chaos and like people are like not understanding other people's space on the dance floor like going up to strangers humping them knocking them over elbowing them like it's just such a different vibe and like I think a lot of people get defensive oh when god. I say that because they're like I'm what not the fuck oh is my god it's a- happening. Commonwealth Day. It's very important, Sean. It's what is it? Why is it
1: haunting us? It's very important.
0: <laughs> but a lot of people get defensive that are heterosexual or go to these spaces, and I probably would have too back when I went to these spaces. Because I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not like that, and I don't do that, and I have fun there, and like that's all fine and dandy. But th- it's undeniably different. And when you're used to a space where people are like acknowledging people's space, totally consenting.
1: I, yeah, there are problems no, there, in every space. I'm not saying there's but no problems. Generally. <laughs>
0: I think the difference is, is that in LGBTQ plus spaces, they're identified as problems. So even though the stuff still happens, when it does happen, it's undeniably a problem. And then if you talk to the right people, they will side with you that you are in the right. Yeah. Whereas... When I was younger, all the time I would go to bars, I would straight up come up and, like, grab my boobs. Oh, yeah. And I would, like, tell a bouncer, and they would give them, like, a warning. Yeah. Or they'd be like, stop doing that. They'd like, like,
1: put your tits away. There'd
0: be no, yeah, legit, yeah. there'd be no, like, anything towards whoever was doing it. So yeah. I think that's the difference. It's not that things don't happen at LGBTQ plus spaces, it's that... They, it Like, that shit does not fly. Yeah. Like, when it does happen, it's You also know that handled. if you say
1: something, you have m- most likely a pretty good, like, team on your side. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, it's hard to go back to those spaces. So, I think, like, for me, like, just from the nature of, like, you know, I'm an adult. I have a certain amount of hours that I spend working a week, and then I have my free time. And... When I'm picking like where I want to go to spend that free time, like, well,
1: I've been straight at work all week. I need so to be gay. Need to be I need gay. Gay. <laughs> to get out there and be
0: gay. And it does start to limit because instead of just having a group of friends that all likes to go to the same space and do the same things, all of a sudden, like I have my separate friends that are gay um, or queer, and I'm doing stuff with them, and I'm splitting my time now.
1: I also like another thing is like. I found when we started going to gay bars and we were younger with like our straight women friends Mm -hmm. like they love a gay bar Yeah. but then there's also like they don't always want to go to a gay bar because like they're hot and young and single and like they want to like make out with somebody on the dance floor but it's like they know that they're and that's not always an issue obviously Uh but they know that if they're going to the gay bar like it's not gonna happen yeah (laughs)
0: like I had a lot of friends when I was younger and like first coming out and I didn't have like a circle of queer women around me to, like, go to these queer women events with that would, like, go with me because I'm like, I need to go with someone. Can you come with me? Like, my best friend Alex, she would come with me. But, like, it was very much known she was there for me. Yeah. Like, she would never want to go. Like, she'd never be like, hey, hey Brie. Bri. <laughs> yeah. You know that... that. I like, actually need you to get invited or, yeah, so, if so you I can go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would never... That would never be the case. Yeah. And most of the time, she would leave halfway through the night because she would come with me and then I'd, like, find a girl to fucking make out with or whatever. I'd be, like, in a circle of girls. And that... <laughs> that sounded weird. In a circle of girls. No, no. That sounded right. <laughs> <clears throat> and she'd be like, okay, Brie, I'm going to duck out. I'd walk her to a cab, she'd leave.
1: This whole circle would walk her to a cab. <laughs> the circle would walk
0: back. And then I'd continue with like the people that I had met that night. Yeah. That's kinda how I started like meeting people in the queer community and eventually having people to go with. By
1: hooking up with them. <laughs> By hooking
0: up with them. Half of the time, yes. But yeah, so it is a weird thing because like a lot of stuff that they're doing I maybe don't want to do and it's hard to like make sure that I'm giving that time
1: yeah we, I think an, another thing sorry yeah no okay Go I, ahead. I thought your uh-uh. interesting thoughts had ended Yeah, okay,
0: <laughs> they ended a long time ago John.
1: <laughs> I think a big thing for me as well is that like there are people in your life that um can be very empathetic to breakups and, you know, Mm. just the everyday friend things. Mm. But being queer, there are so many layers to every situation. Yeah. Like, even just, like, going out in public, like, there's so many different layers Mm -hmm. that it's hard to have a ton of like friendships that don't f- understand all the layers totally. does that make sense yeah because it's like not only do you have to describe what actually happened do you have to describe like w- why, why that was why you have a mindset you. about that why mm-hmm. that's different from them like why that would impact you differently why yeah. people were looking at you weirdly there's so many different uh-huh. things that you there are people that are great at understanding that, but then there yeah. are some people that it's like we just can't see. Yeah, you just don't eye to eye because my, my eyes are is... gay. <laughs> are yeah.
0: My favorite example of that is when I first started dating my current girlfriend Julia, and she wasn't out. Yeah, and. Um, a lot of my friends, like, when I told them that and, like, my frustrations with that, would be like, well, fuck her. Like, she needs to come out. Like, yeah. what the heck? Like, that's not fair to you. And, and they'd be like, doing it to stick up for me, but I'm like, no, 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 you're not you're, getting it. Yeah, it's not so, that the easy." the history, the layers,
1: yeah. the shame. You prepare yourself <laughs> to lose people mm-hmm. because of coming out because they hate you. <laughs> yeah. You don't prepare yourself to lose people or fall out of friendships for, like, no reason almost.
0: A hundred percent. And it's... I like that you brought this up because I've actually never really thought about that. Yeah. I've talked about that before, but I think that's, like, a very big through line for a lot of people. Like, unless you have queer friends from a very young age, and that has always been your group, that almost everyone, I think, goes through that and eventually, like, kind of adopts a new group of friends.
1: Well, because that's, like, the whole, you choose your family when you're queer, but, like, sometimes you're choosing family members that you didn't know would leave. Yes. (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) And 100%, like... It's funny because now that I think of my friends all of almost all of them have their like other like friends like, oh they're yeah like, oh tonight I'm going with my high school friends here yeah or like I'm going away next weekend and it's like oh with who oh my straight friends yeah and everyone has their like separate subgroup but then we're all best friends in our queer group yeah so it's kind of because well, yeah. you
1: you get different things from different people so it's yeah. obviously important to have some pretty diverse groups yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah um what was i gonna say
0: <laughs> i love a long ass pause
1: i don't know dude my brain just stopped working mm-hmm. oh i was gonna say it's like that's that um that saying that quote ah that 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 um people come into your life for uh a, a reason a season and a lifetime does that's a re
0: no it's something cuter than that it's like a
1: I know a reason, reason season
0: f- or a lesson or something like that. I thought it was a lifetime. I don't think so.
1: I don't know. They always say it on the real housewives. <laughs> 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 when they're like shit faced, they're like, it's five. It was just a season. <laughs> But it's so true. Like people come uh, for my, I just literally was like a reason, a season, or treason. <laughs> oh my god! Um, people come into your life for for different things, mm-hmm. and drifting away from somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you are bad they're a bad person or no. you're a bad person it just means that you know your your life took different paths
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think like I want to say this like when it comes to friendships or anyone in your life there are certain friends that it's okay if you don't hang out with them all the time oh yeah like I have friends that I literally see once every three months yeah but I still consider them a b- one of my best friends totally because we both have this understanding that like our lives are completely separate and different we like to do different things we both have different circles of friends you have different schedules exactly yeah. But we have this loyalty and this friendship that has gone a long way. And I know just as much as they know that if we ever needed someone to, like, pick us off the pavement, they would they'd be there, yeah. right? So, you know, not every friend has to be... I think a lot of people, like, rank their friends based on, like, who they see the most or yeah, talk to the most. And that's not always the case. This
1: exact situation happened because um, my boyfriend was like... <laughs> Asking who I would consider my closest Mm -hmm. friends and I said a few people and he was like, What do you mean? Like you never see that person. Right. And I was like, Yeah, but like when I do see them, it's like no time passed in between. You get right back to shooting the shit. And like there's some people that you just connect differently with. hundred percent. So hundred percent. (coughs) Yeah. Oh my fucking God. So, yeah, losing a friend sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to approach. And it's also weird because in a breakup, it's like there's the five, seven? Five seven. How many stages of grief are there? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Anyways, there's, there's all the stages. There's a lot of grief. Yeah, I'm gr- I'm grieving. Okay. Um, there's like when you break up with somebody, there's the I, however many stages of grief. <laughs> I think it's seven, but people will tell me. Yeah. Um, it's like anger, denial, all mm. these things. Um, and it's weird because you almost don't have those. Like, you don't go through them as um, clearly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think because there's not a clear, like, ending unless you, like, have, like, a big argument or something. Totally. It's almost like you delay the grief. Maybe the grief never happens because you're always like, are they still my friend? I don't really know. But I
1: don't know that they're not so I'm not gonna grieve about it. Yeah. And it's even weirder because it's like... When you're dating somebody, you get that connection to their mm-hmm. their family. But when yeah. you're friends with somebody your whole life, like, that family, like, do you have those families Oh, yeah, that, like, it's
0: like your family.
1: You have those moms that you're like, oh, that's my second mom. Yeah. That's how I feel about this person. And right. it's like, to lose that, it's like, you're losing almost so much more than just totally. a friend. Yeah. Like, you're losing every connection that you've... Like, all those memories in a yeah, weird way. Yeah, I know, I feel that. I'm, like, thinking
0: off the top of my head, like in differing degrees, like, a few times this has happened to me, and I wish I could, like, go into the specific stories. Actually, you know what we should do? What? I think... Call them
1: out. Okay.
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I think that we should do a Lost Part 2. Okay. Because I'm really liking this topic. Okay. And I have some stories of specific instances. Yeah. And then I'm sure you do as well. Are
1: we actually going to do Lost part 2 because once we said that we would do Lying part 2 we never
0: did. <laughs> no, I do think we should do a Lost part 2 because I like this and I also think that there's more
1: Yeah. uh to-
0: like subtopics under loss when it comes to being queer that yeah. I would like to talk about. Um so I think that this is maybe a good place to end it.
1: Okay. Endless. I will say okay. just to, just mm-hmm. as a just you don't know, have a cliff hair, oh, you know. Yes. I am trying to deal with this mm-hmm. the best way that I know how, which is. Uh, Telling myself that I'm not losing those memories. I'm not yeah. losing what we had as a friendship. Mm-hmm. And that I have such good friends that I will be okay and I'll make, you know, memories with these people. Because yeah. for a while it felt like I was losing everything attached to that person. Right. But I'm trying to just, you know, separate mm-hmm. the two. Oh
0: my god, that's so sad.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I was like, I'm almost gonna cry.
0: No, I I, I <laughs> literally feel your sadness. Yeah, it's really
1: weird. And I but feel- isn't it weird that I, um, we didn't cry when we were talking about mental health? <laughs> <laughs> Mind so you, if you go back, you crying. can hear us both like almost crying. Almost. In that cr- way. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think this is the closest I've been. Though. I think because
0: I was <laughs> mentally prepared for mental health, Absolutely, yeah. pun intended. Yeah. So I like was ready to talk about dark stuff. Whereas this, yeah. I'm like, that is really fucking sad.
1: It is so. Yeah, it's weird.
0: I'm excited, not excited really, but I guess. I <laughs> I'm excited to talk about loss next time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a good topic because I actually might cry because there's a lot of instances where I think like it actually hits really close to home.
1: I mean, we didn't even talk about death yet, babes. Oh. <laughs>
0: Buckle up! So yeah, um, on that note, wherever you're listening, please follow or subscribe, um, give us a like, and please give us five-star reviews. We read them all, we really appreciate them all, and it helps us grow. Send us to all your friends and family, and also follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, and personally at John. Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet us, even though we don't really use it, but you know, we go there for and we uh, see a lot of things on We it. see things. So, at I Can Explain Pod on Twitter, and until next time, we will see, see around you around the, the game head.
1: Hopefully we don't lose any fans. Oh, <laughs> damn.
0: I thought you were gonna say each other. I was oh. like dark.
1: Well, no, that's a hopeful. <laughs>